Boy, howdy, here we go. It's a podcast now, Nick. Jeff, what? you're a podcast now. I'm not a, it's not true. I mean, this is our first episode of year two, uh, not season two. This is, we're our, we've been in season two for a good long time. We actually, we actually are going to have six seasons in a movie though. The movie though, uh, but we're going to, I was going to ask what we're going to call the movie, but like all of our seasons are movie names. So um, what, what do we the, make? The year uh, we started the po- uh, movie. The year we started but the I podcast do wanna... we started the movie. The, the pod... movie we started the podcast. Mm, this is all good. Okay. Well, I didn't have anything for the intro or pre-intro. Nick, do you have any? This is this is garbage. So <laughs> should we just start the show? Or <laughs> just we start the show and you decide how much that you're keeping in. Welcome to the year we started a podcast. It's a podcast born Phoenix-like from the ashes of our intro and the last year's podcast. I am your co-host, Jeff. And I am the movie, Nick. Kick back. <laughs> Just... <laughs> yes, that's, that's really good. <laughs> Thank really you, smooth. Look, we, only have, we only have like eight more of them left from this season. Oh, uh, so that's sad. I know. Then we're going to have to figure something else out. Um, this is our podcast. We're a couple of friends that are half a continent apart that would like to come together. Talk about some of the things that are fun and interesting to us. Nick, hi. Uh, hi. Hi, Yeff. Hi, Yeffy. Okay, Nick. Um, we sometimes talk about uh, social media and such uh, occasionally on this show. Once or twice. Once or twice. Typically in a slightly like eyebrow raised, a little bit curiously suspicious on uh, the productivity and benefit to society in general like would you feel like that's an accurate i have i you know i i don't want to be hyperbolic but i would say that i have questions just just (laughs) questioned you know i'm just asking questions and your questions honestly they are not without fruit (laughs) you actively basically do none of those uh stupid social media i mean those social media things sorry it it still hasn't made me social or productive or anything anyways nick i have things to talk about so okay i recently had a night so i don't know i don't even know how to give like the backstory to this other than because i even haven't i haven't talked to you about this I sometimes have ideas for like little random like side things that I want to try, like that I think are interesting ideas to toss out into the world. Sometimes they end up as registered domain names on Google that I never care about ever again. Sometimes they end up in 53 episode podcasts like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So like on the on the scale, like it could land anywhere. But there was like a random like, so I do data stuff for a living. I've done it for a decade. And I, I think of myself as a person who's like pretty good at like teaching data, uh, specifically SQL, which is like the, the main language that you do in data analytics space and stuff. Um, and so like I thought of a cool idea for like, like, man, I don't feel like anybody's doing this well, like as far as teaching this in a way that I think is interesting uh, online. And I think I have a cool idea for it. Not that I had any intention to act on this at all, uh, but I thought like, man, I do have a cool name for this, or at least what I think is a cool name. I mean, it's objective, okay? But yeah, fair. Or, nope, not objective. <laughs> it is subjective specifically. I, um, I knew what you meant, even though you. I didn't catch the, the issue. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you for not correcting me. I appreciate you as a friend. Um, but anyways, I I did think. Like, man, I just want to see, like, how available this is across different social media. So, I, like, registered the handle across a different thing, a couple different things. Again, literally, like, this was just kind of on a whim. Like, just, like, a thing that I think is kind of a cool idea. I don't know that I'll ever actually do it. Uh, but then I got messaged by one of our listeners and friend of the show, Brian, uh, who is... Right. Because, yeah, Brian. Yeah, you don't deserve any more recognition that you get from that. Uh <laughs> you don't deserve any more mention on our show than what I'm going to give you already. Um, but no, we, w- he asked me like literally 30 seconds after I had registered one of these uh, handles on Twitter specifically, uh, but also ended up being Instagram as well. What, like, like what though they, what they were about. And I'm like, how on God's <laughs> green earth do you know what this is? Like how? What? How yeah. do you know? I just registered the handle under my email address. Like I, it's not like I've gone out and like flipping like added all these like followed all these people. 
I just I registered two handles that I thought were like relevant to the thing that I very well may never do nothing with. I just I thought it was an interesting thing. And it turns out, Nick, do you want to guess what had happened? Uh, Twitter notified him. Yeah, Twitter and Instagram, separate companies entirely, separately. Okay. Decided that hey, he needed to know. You're a friend of this person with this email address, and they created this other completely unrelated uh, Twitter mm-hmm. handle and mm-hmm. Instagram account. Do you want to go follow them? And well, I the don't. The thing is, I know that you, I know you opted into that, and I know that you wanted that, and I know you knew that was a thing that would happen. And that's why you opted it. I, but I'm like 10 out of 10 weirded out by that because yeah. the number of things I've done for this podcast that I don't necessarily like really want to talk about at my actual work work. Right, right. You but just like, want a level of separation between some social circles or some whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not like trying to hide it or anything. Like if you Google my name, like it's like the first thing that shows up. Like it's not but like it's not super I, hidden, but I'm not actively like asking people to join my thing for my work. Uh, but I mean, I'm I, friends with all these people. Go ahead. You have no, a good thing to say, I'm sure. No, all, I'm sa- all I want to say is, like, I mean, this is, like, the thing is, like, that's not especially insidious. That's not an especially big invasion of privacy. Once you know about it happening once, you can probably find a way to opt out. Yada, yada, yada. It, it, but that's, that's the way it always is. Every single one is, like, isn't that creepy and not okay the first time you hear it? And then you, like, kind of normalize it. And you kind of talk yourself out of, like... Dude, you made a new handle for like and two different companies emailed random people on your freaking literally just to like reserve a name just in case like some off chance that I actually care about this right. like a, you know a it's half a decade so, from now and because so I think it's cool and, and like oh man I just it, I feel like that should be made more clear like hey you're gonna make a thing that is gonna sound like oh wow you've started some thing that's interesting. But it's all it is. I'm just reserving a name because I think it's a good name. But, like, I'm not trying to do anything. You don't need to go tell everybody. Like, it's like a completely blank page on Twitter or Instagram. Like, it's just literally a blank, no, like, no picture, no bio, no nothing. I just, I want, I wanted the handle because flipping every handle in the world is taken nowadays. True. I, true. I just, I, I just, I felt very, like, I don't. I did like, not. Not a think. serious invasion of privacy, just a random and, and dumb one. And no, like a bad and it one. makes me and, uncomfortable. Like, yeah. if I started yep. like tweeting from that, whatever, like, sure, like, say, hey, this appears to be your friend Jeff tweeting from a different mm. Twitter account. Even that, like, you, go even that fu- you should. Yeah, have it's a little should weird. You have the right but to, Nick, to have privacy. What if, <laughs> what if you wanted to, like, uh, to, to, uh, like call out something at a workplace, but you weren't comfortable calling it out in a public way, and therefore, like you wanted like a private Twitter, but like your boss followed you on your regular Twitter, and you didn't know, like uh, not you, but like a random person who was uncomfortable with something that was happening at their own workplace, and so they made a private in- or a separate Instagram account or a separate Twitter account to tweet about it to try to raise some kind of awareness or whatever. I don't know, just as a, a very casual example. Oh, yeah, look, but that person okay. just lost all right to privacy. Uh, without well, and not right, but like they lost some of their privacy that they had otherwise because they wouldn't have known about some obscure arcane feature hidden deep inside of your Twitter settings or whatever. like what the hell, dude? It's so one. Dumb. It's pretty wild that it's both Twitter and Instagram. But Nick, yeah, I'll talk to you about a very real and important uh, like like an example like near and dear to my heart. So like last week uh, we talked about like some food that we like and don't like and whatever. I actually literally cut every part of that from the podcast because I thought it was gonna. But imagine I hadn't. I hadn't okay. cut the part where I, because uh, for our listeners, I talked about how I basically like all food. Like I, I just, there's no food that I don't like, or at least yeah. that I won't try. But then imagine, like I did that, and then like after that, like a few weeks later, I like registered the Twitter handle at I hate tacos, and then like for whatever reason, and then like, our 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 giant following was like. They they realized that I had done that, and then now I'm on Reddit uh, about the worst human being ever who lied to all his fans about how he likes all food, but he hates tacos. Also, I'm going to now check to see if the Twitter handle I hate tacos is a real well. It should available be taken thing. because everyone should like tacos, and you even exactly. Come out but like, can you imagine the outrage? But all I did was register it. Your your example is a little bit fascist. I just want to put it out there. Like it's just it's, <laughs> it's not a good example. It's not okay. Uh, don't like it. I should check it. 
but I am in the middle of recording a podcast, and that seems like bad podcasting etiquette, so I won't do that to you. But imagine, bit. can you imagine how bad that would be? And I just, it's just, I don't I know, it's imagine. very weird to, like, register hypothetical Twitter things that you would like to be, like, just, like, the owner of, and then that just be broadcasted to people on unrelated Twitter accounts or Instagram accounts. Like, I don't yeah. know. That's very weird. I didn't do anything on them. I just wanted the handle, and here we are. I... Note to self, use separate email addresses for all your Twitter things. I don't know. It's very weird. Because, like, the the, the weird thing about it is, too, like, if you use the same email address, I think, this might not be true, uh, I think you could just, like, swap between them on Twitter, like, what one you're posting from. But I think if you use different emails, I think you have to do different, uh, like, you have to log out. I don't know. Maybe that's not true. I might cut that out because I'm not sure at all. Yeah, I wouldn't know, honestly. So I'm so surprised to hear that you wouldn't know. Um, (laughs) Okay, Nick. I I want to do a quick this week I hurt myself. And, Please let me in your world. Okay, I and Nick, this is like we've done lots of random segments on our show uh, once or twice. Once or twice, but this one by far has been the golden child of actually being one that we cannot ever stay away from. Like it, it in honestly, in most ways, is the most consistent. Uh, recurring segment on our show and re- most recurring stable part of our show, like segment aside. Sure. Um, and so I don't know. I, I've thought maybe we need to do an intro to this week. I hurt myself. Does it deserve an intro yet? Or I, this is, that's the kind of artistic that I fail at the most. Like that's the, the <laughs> worst kind of like thing to add. Like, I, I don't know. I can't picture what it would be like. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, that's why I do the edits, I guess. Okay, so I'll let me let me paint the picture here, uh, paint the scene. So, we do you and Jen like do you guys ever do like formal uh, like like pictures like when you like got married or uh, like when, when we got married and, or engaged uh, or an engagement? Yeah, we've got okay. uh, uh, wedding photos and engagement photos. Yeah, have you done anything outside of that ever? No, I uh, I hate photos. I I oh, feel so I hate awkward. Photos so bad thank it's you the worst i hate it's photos so worst. bad and nick ah uh, man when I you did everyone here to know that even when i had facebook i was the worst at facebook i was the guy who had like the same photo for like three years and those three years were like i w- went from like 18 to 21 you know what i mean so i went from like <laughs> super baby face to slightly less baby it's like not as recognizable yeah you know what i mean and I here you are still today at 30 exactly um okay when you did engagement uh photos or wedding photos did you do any of them with any of your dogs or anything like that uh no uh our our dogs are loud and not still (laughs) (laughs) okay so i i agree with that as like a thing that you should not do because it would be terrible um it is slightly more socially expected to do uh the picture thing with your kids as you get older that makes uh, sense. But I do not think it is any more of a controlled environment. <laughs> I, it's just everyone knows, like, yes, the four-year-old's going to be sick of it after they're, they're yes. going to get three shots. <laughs> it's, it is It is literally, like, I would pay so much money if I could drug my kids to somehow look at a camera for more than four milliseconds <laughs> at a time. And certainly Fair. if I could get them to look at it at the same time, like, heaven forbid. Um, anyways. So, like, uh, picture day, we do it, like, every six months or so, um, just, you know, to document the kids getting bigger, and that's what you're supposed to do as parents or whatever, I guess. But, um, like, the whole day is so stressful. I hate taking pictures. I hate trying to get my kids to be good, like, to look at the camera. (laughs) Like, the whole thing is stressful. But, like, one of the things I feel like I can control is, like, okay, what am I going to wear so I don't have to worry about that part? Like, all like I have to worry about what the kids wear, what, how the kids act, that the kids are fed so they're not angry, like, or hangry when we're trying to take pictures. Like, I, uh, there's lots of things I just try to control to make it as unterrible as possible. But this week, Nick, we weren't exactly sure what we are going to wear, and I was trying to find a particular shirt once I once my wife and I had picked out, like, what we were going to have the kids wear, like, we can just pick out from what we're going to wear. I could not find the shirt that I was looking for, for the life of me. Like, I looked every, like, I had, I just had seen it not, not long ago, and I don't know if it was, like, in the dirty clothes, or if it was in the dryer, or if it was, like, hanging up, and I was, like, looking around, like, and we were going over to our parents or something like that beforehand for something, I can't remember what, but we were kind of in a hurry, 
And so like, I'm kind of like rushing around, like I'm checking the dryer, I'm checking our clothes and then I'm checking our dirty clothes. Like the, our, we have like a little clothes hamper thing. I don't, this is the sort of stuff like I don't know if anybody actually realizes like how how adept I am at hurting myself. But Nick, I, it is I, really I bad. And um, I, I want you to know that like I've thought about this that like oh there's there's a like an archetype of man where we like we find new inventive ways and it's like aren't you a generally coordinated athletic person? Well, that goes out the window as soon as something that could hurt you is in the vicinity, especially if it could hurt you in a creative way that would really take a lot of effort. And I, I respect, I respect the, the, the grind, dude. I okay. respect the hustle. Okay, I'm going to send you a thing because, like, <laughs> I feel like you need to understand. And, like, honestly, <laughs> this was, like, four days later. Um, but I, I sent you a text just now. I, this was me reaching into a laundry basket. I don't know. It's, it's a plastic laundry basket, no less. <laughs> And this is like when it had already healed. Like it bled so much. Like, are you seeing the picture? Oh, I do. I do. Yeah. In reality, Nick, that is like a four-inch gash that was like bloody, like an hour before we were supposed to go take pictures. This is after it healed a little bit, but like it's not insignificant. And it was like off of like like some tiny little like burr on the side of the plastic laundry basket, and like I like turned my arm and. <laughs> like a thing that had looked like it has been grazed against a knife. Like I have no idea. How do I do this? I'm just looking for a shirt uh, and I like cut half my arm off. I have no good answer for how you did this. I have no good answer. <laughs> this, this is really quality, Jeff. This is really cool. It looks honestly, I felt like I couldn't really do it justice because it actually doesn't oh look nearly as bad as it does in real life. Uh, I told my son, he asked like what had happened. Like I showed him my cut. He's like, Oh my gosh, what happened? And I'm like, I got scratched by a cougar and his eyes got like so wide. He was like, (gasps) and I'm like, I just, no, I just was, I scratched it on our laundry basket. That's the kind of thing that I do wish I had kids for is not for any like good reason. I want to be able to give my kids like the fantastic, like the, the four, like the five-year-old stage where they like don't know anything. My dad used to tell me that he, like, practiced this shot with Michael Jordan or stuff like that. And I would be like, really? <laughs> He's like, yeah, let me just call up Michael Jordan real quick. I'll call up him oh, and Shaq and we'll play some basketball. Like, that's fantastic. That's the but, kind of lie I need in my life. It is, it is really funny because, like, 100% believe me and was 100% terrified that, like, that could happen to him. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was something I should be scared about. This is terrible. Uh, but, no. I don't know how you do that, though. But, yeah, this is the week I hurt myself. But, uh, but Dot, 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 or whatever you do on the intro. I crashed into my friend on a new like super gnarly trail this week um, because he just like stopped at a part that I wasn't going to be able to stop at and then like deer in the headlights and I like crash into him uh, which no big deal. I didn't get I, but uh, that, that's my point is I was on a crash because of somebody else's thing and uh, my, my arm already lost a scab and that was on Thursday last week. So <laughs> I just want to let you know that you, you cut yourself worse with a <laughs> with, with a, a laundry with a basket, plastic laundry basket, than I did with a mountain. <laughs> I I take that as a compliment. Thank you. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> a badge it, of honor. Oh, hey, game, man. game, recognized game. Okay. <laughs> I, just... I feel like we need to have like our equivalent of the Purple Heart, uh, like just but for podcast uh, person injuries uh, thing. I don't know. Yeah, like like what's the what's the weirdest way the the most uh, interesting way that you could hurt yourself and that nobody would like expect you to? Right, it's like somewhere between the Darwin Awards and the Purple Heart. Like it's <laughs> it's brave but stupid. <laughs> that that kind of like that's that's a good succinct description of like if I had to give myself like two good like a good quality and a bad quality. It's like just real quick definition of yourself, Nick. Good and bad, oh, go. Man. Brave, stupid. <laughs> brave and stupid. <laughs> And you know the thing is that the second one really plays into the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Really, just kind of (laughs) the outcome determines in retrospect how that actually was. But that's a good point. It's a very good way to look at it. Um, Okay, Nick, you have something here that uh, I thought was something, but uh, now I have no idea what it is. You want to talk to me about whatever you got on here? Sorry. Okay, so I, I do. Um, I don't know how much I can, like, convert this into a good long topic because I think it's interesting, but I think it's stuff that we all know. And I didn't get any definitive answers, which always, like, I I think one of my least favorite things in the world is when you want to know answers about things, about, like, how you should behave. And all the information out there is, like, 
do better. And it's like, that's not, that's oh, I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I realized like we've all been in this whole lockdown life for a long time and it affects all of us differently. Some people's like, you know, day to day are not changed very often or, you know, for some of us, uh, for me, for example, I in front of the computer a lot and I spent, there's a lot of days that I'm just not likely to see anyone, uh, unless I make it a point to get out of my house or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so video game playing and TV consumption has gone up a ton in America this last year. Um, I don't have those numbers in front of me anymore because I'm dumb and I didn't think to hold on to them, but that was the thing that prompted me into looking up. Okay. So I know that like, you're not supposed to really watch TV as kids. I know that like you're, there's a certain amount of hours that you're supposed to, uh, play or not supposed to play, but like that you shouldn't play more than uh, a certain amount of hours as a kid. But I wanted to know, like, how much does it affect adults and how does it negatively affect adults to both play video games and watch TV? And is one better than the other? Uh, the answer to that is nobody seems to know. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. I was um, about I mean, to weigh in with opinions, but yeah, I yeah, don't. No, no, no. <laughs> shoot, shoot. Hit me with an opinion. <clears throat> I, I have like, an opinion too, but it's all it's all like qua- it's qualitative and not quantitative, and it's not something I know as a fact. So I will give my answer, but I do think that it is. I'm, I'm, the only question that I'm actually answering of what you asked is like, which one is better? Yeah, and I guess I should I should answer first broadly and then specifically for me. Uh, broadly speaking. Uh, I think that whatever you are able to be more socially involved in that activity is better. So like if you play video games socially, meaning it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to play with other people, but like if you play a video game and then you talk about it with a person, like you have that connection, I think that is better than a TV show that you watch by yourself. Similarly, if there's a video game that you play by yourself and you don't talk to it, uh, like about it with anybody, um, I think that is not as good as a TV series that you watch with your wife or whatever. Um, yeah, that makes sense to me. There, there, I guess I'll add one extra caveat. Uh, video games also scratch the extra itch of my brain really, really likes to problem solve. And right. so if I can do problem solving and social anything, I do get a lot out of video games. Uh, that that's my thoughts. Like, but I definitely could see why that would be inconclusive because what I said literally gave credence to both sides of the argument. So, uh, not not surprising. No, and that's I think you're totally right. Especially so the the turning your brain off part um, was something that prompted me with this as well um, because uh, in my in one of my journalism courses that's focused on mass media um, it talked about how one of the one of the things that we learned early on in TV. Uh, uh, with television is that there's ways that you can uh that people consume television that will just like literally impair their cognitive abilities like it literally impairs their ability to think critically because they just like glaze over basically um and uh there was like scientific research into that but uh i do think you're totally right that you're less likely to do that in a video game and also uh there was stuff that that i saw that said that there are some small positives to video game stuff which is to say that there's some cognitive benefits not a ton not anything that you should like go out of your way or care about or i i think the, the the big thing is that like as a video game player you probably tell yourself not you like uh we tell ourselves like oh I am a puzzle solver. I am learning to solve puzzles. Well, I mean, you know, would you be better off playing, uh, like, you know, a, a cla- uh, like doing riddles? Like, probably, right? But, you know. Uh, but uh, there are some, like, benefits to, like, uh, to memory and stuff uh, that can be that can be used for, like, older adults, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so that, there's interesting stuff there. But I think you actually nailed a couple of the things on the head uh, in that, like, one, it depends on how much you're being social and two it depends uh not two uh, you didn't uh say this explicitly but like it kind of depends on other factors right like one being social is a very good thing for our brains is uh is one of the things i learned but then two um a lot of the concerns that people seem to have with television consumption in particular wasn't even simply about television. It was about antisocial behavior and about sedentary behavior. So yeah. they, they were very concerned about watching for too long periods of time. Um, there were two different papers I read that one said that you shouldn't re, uh, you shouldn't watch television for more than two hours a day. And the other one said three and a half hours a day as an adult. And both of those make a lot of sense to me because, you know, you can kind of feel it after like a couple episodes of television. You're kind of you can usually start to feel a little antsy. 
Uh, but I mean, three and a half hours or whatever. That's, that's a, a lot. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a <laughs> that's lot. A, I do. I am kind of. So this is this is not directly what you're talking about, but I am curious so, since like I kind of talked about it. Um, what? Uh, I mean, I feel like. Like, uh, I, I feel like watching TV shows or movies is more like I directly understand, like, broadly why people enjoy that. But what about video games do you feel like makes that an entertaining hobby as opposed to all the other things? Like, we're both people that enjoy a, the occasional good video game. Like, what what makes it feel like, oh, that's something that I want to continue to do more than, you know, just trying it out for the first like day or two or something like what keeps you coming back? Like, why do you enjoy it? So um, one of the things that I read, which is not to answer your question exactly, but like one of the things I read was about um, like the reward system of video games. Like almost every video game has a reward system, right? It tells you that you won. It gives you a big like uh, new record or it gives you like a level up uh, system or what right there's a bunch of different ways um, or just a victory screen at the end of a match um, but uh, you know I don't know how much I subscribe to that for myself personally um, and that's not to say that like I'm somehow better or anything but you know I don't gamify other aspects of my life so I don't I, I like to think that it's just a like desire to be kind of uh like I'm, I'm probably, uh, it, it, I probably have an issue of being overstimulated and wanting to stimulate myself, like be stimulated mentally all the time. Like when I watch too much TV, I'm like, I could be, I, I don't think I'm doing anything and I get antsy, whereas I don't have that effect in front of a video game nearly as quickly. Um, so I, I think there's a part of me that just wants to be like in a puzzle that wants to be in a thing that like requires me to make inputs. Um, and then also, I mean, I, dude, it's, it's. There's definitely like social aspects. Um, there's competitive aspects. Uh, I've always felt like I like to have competitive outlets. Uh, makes me feel like I'm like working towards something, uh, even if that thing is just some nebulous be better <laughs> thing. I think that actually makes a lot of sense. I, th- I think I'm I'm fairly similar. I will add that like I have a little bit of uh, like I have a little bit of an addiction to like progression, like to to feel like for I'm, sure. Like, both that, like, I am getting progressively better at this, but also, like, whatever game I'm playing, like, I am, like, making it further into the game, and there's more to, like, learn. Um, That's very fair. I'm definitely the sort of person, like, if I could just, like, figure out all of the things of the game, and, like, there's really nothing else to figure out, then... Like, I, I don't, I immediately lose interest. Like, I, I've lost all, like, I don't really care. If if there's no more to figure out and, like, to, to make myself better at the game, then I'm no longer, like, I don't, I don't, I don't care anymore. Like, uh, no, but, like if there's something to, something to continue to learn, there's some, like, some sort of progression there. But then I feel like I'm in a problem trying to figure out a problem. Those are the sort of things that I really enjoy. But that, no, that makes a lot of sense, honestly. Uh, that fits you. Uh, yeah, yeah. And also competitive. <laughs> I'm what? ten out of ten on the competitive You're dial. Competitive? That's surprising. I, I, I know it's crazy. Brand new who, information for who, me. Who would have thought? <clears throat> for our listeners, Jeff and I once had a competition where we like did this for like an hour or two of this uh, this website that logs how many key presses you can make a second, and so we literally were <laughs> competing for like an hour over who could mash their keyboard the fastest. So just just putting <sighs> it out there in the world. We're, yeah. we're healthy we're we have we we've, we're well adjusted it's fine yeah <laughs> well adjusted to this world we're in <laughs> um all right let's uh let's transition to our last topic of uh today so nick i want to talk to you about memory and now i'm going to stall while i pull up the show notes for it okay okay so jeff i want to let you know we've never talked about memory before ever i think probably. nick Okay, you literally have sent me into an existential crisis by doing this because you know <laughs> no, how no, uncomfortable no, no, no. I am. I, okay, I, the, are you, okay. The, how sure? I'm going to start scrolling through our backlog. No, have no, we no, actually no, no, no. not talked about memory? Like we we talked about passing. memory. So we talk about memory in different in weird different ways all the time, like all over. Um, but uh, the 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 memory one that I was referencing was the memory as it relates to songs if you remember like from one of our very first episodes but okay that, that yes. I I was just okay. I was I swear I was just messing with you <laughs> no but you'll understand why and so I'm going to go through a few things with you and then I just want to talk briefly I'm not going to actually no. dive deep into this because I don't uh, like this is one of those things where I 
it's weird because this I, and a lot of times in my life, like in my professional life, especially I have to like asterisk the thing that I'm explaining as like, well, I'm not a blank. I actually do have a degree in psychology. So like yeah. I do, and like I did study these things. This is not just me Googling things as opposed to like what our normal thing is. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, like it's not, not, not just a thing that I uh, like much of what we do is like, I get curious about a thing. You get curious about a thing. We go down the Google rabbit holes. We find interesting things, take notes, yeah. condense it, etc., And boom, there's a topic for the day. But this is actually a thing like I learned about this and I've learned about this to the extent that I don't feel like I can actually do it justice. And so I'm not going to try to. I'm going to give like a high level after this. But first, I want to play a little bit of a game. OK, OK. Are you down to down to play a game with me, Nick? I am down to play a game. OK, we're going to talk about memory. But first, I want to go through some of our prior episodes. Um, oh, God. So we're going to start hard. I feel like this is as hard as it gets. Do you yeah. remember what we talked about on our very first episode? Nope. Like, do you want to take a guess what we uh, would do? This week I hurt myself. I do think this week I hurt myself was one of them. I don't. I don't. Maybe it is. I don't have it in the notes, so I'm not, I'm not sure. I definitely uh, know two things that we definitely did talk about. I do not know. I do not know. Uh, it, we talked about book recommendations and biking. Oh, so. Okay. You, I feel like you should have yeah. got biking. I, I mean, should have got that. Like, uh, that's like a I actually remember shot. the book recommendations because like, I did want to just have uh, – I did just want to talk about books with you that day. I remember that, yeah. Also, our audio quality was terrible. Pachinko. Yes, yes, it was. That. Good that was job. Me. See, you remember. Good job, Nick. I'm so proud of you. Um, do you remember – so this was episode eight. Um, okay. It was uh, cassettes, quarters, and a crayon box. Do you remember the story that this was about that I told you? Oh, damn it. Like – loosely no i don't i don't but shoot tell me <laughs> so this was my story about the first and only cassette that i had owned where uh i went to a a thing where it was like a uh uh like a, a white elephant or whatever you want to call it dirty sand or whatever and the thing like the thing that i ended up with uh at that christmas deal was a crayon box that had like eight quarters and a Michael Jackson uh, cassette. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Which that was, that is my only cassette that I've ever owned. And I thought that was sister. So that's why I made the title. I, um, I honestly didn't remember that story like at all. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Do you still not, do you, like like, do you not remember that at all even now, nope. even though I've told no, you? Like right now, I do not remember it. I feel like, thank you for supporting the evidence that I'm about to talk about later. Okay, great. Um, so let's go way more recent. This is episode 35. So we're talking like, uh, what is that, four months ago? Um, yeah, sounds right. The 10-year anniversary foot race. Do you remember this? No. You don't remember no. the 10-year anniversary foot race? Nope, I do not. <laughs> so this was the story that I had told about uh, my wife and I. We had gone to, wow, this is. Oh, yes, I do. You guys were in a parking lot. Uh, <laughs> And you guys had had a few drinks, but not like slightly not, like, intoxicated. Yeah, highly intoxicated. And slightly, you knocked something over. You knocked hey, something on. over. You, you made it slightly to highly. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Go with, highly. Let's highly, go that's what you said. Slightly, that's what I heard. Slightly. Oh no, Jeff, you're still intoxicated. Oh no. Okay. Um, it's no, a problem. Yeah. Okay, but anyways, yeah. So we had a foot race. Yes, you and? had a foot race. Something got knocked over in this. You hurt yourself somehow because you were, of course, competing with your wife over who was fastest on your 10-year anniversary. Uh, <laughs> that's all I remember. Oh, and I think it was uh, you, you saw a camera in the corner, too, right? <laughs> you were afraid. <laughs> yes. So basically what it was, there was a uh, like a bunch of concrete, like uh, like a parking lot that had been recently finished. And they had all these poles that were set up. They were basically like concrete inside of orange traffic cones. And uh, we did our little <laughs> stupid foot race. But we were running into the sun and you could not see the, the chain that was between those uh, pillars or those cones. And like sprint, I, right. I, I won, right. I won, not to brag, I won, but I did sprint directly through one of them. And, and completely you wiped about it out. Now is why is why Carmo said. <laughs> um uh, but but yeah like i like ripped like knocked over i hit like a good number of them um and katie and i in very embarrassed fashion like set them back up and then also realized that there was a camera that was like literally looking directly down at us love it and uh much much shame um let's keep going let's go even more recent before we go a little bit older um 
Do you remember the center of the American internet? Yeah, the center of the American internet was the uh, where uh, VPNs would make a location like when they chose a location in a it, like in say California or whatever they would just choose based off like geographically where the centermost location was and for America the the centermost location was in Kansas and it had a bunch of funny uh and also so kind of, of terrifying <laughs> side of, uh, uh consequences for some poor family that you did great. In Kansas. I'm so yeah. proud of you you Look did fantastic I mean, that was only six weeks ago or whatever, but can yeah, you, you did great. Can you please tell my wife that I'm a really good listener? Could you tell me to tell <laughs> <Sam> please? <laughs> oh, man. I'm sure that'll be the takeaway we come from all this. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, probably. Nick, what did you eat yesterday? What did I eat yesterday? Um, oh, I actually do know this. I had uh, I had uh, pokey and uh, Jen, had, Jen made uh, a brisket and asparagus. So we had a little bit of that. And yeah, I have no idea what I ate yesterday. You don't know what you ate yesterday? Well, I can I can figure it out. I'm sure. Hold on. Well, here's what you have to do. One, your wife has to make a big deal out of making something, and you have to help her. And then also, you have to meet a friend for pokey. Uh, and there you go. Bam. Tuesday. Oh, I know what it was. Because uh, the only reason why I know is because we went over to my mom's house and we carved pumpkins and nice. we had homemade chicken noodle soup. Uh, like made the homemade noodles Noise. and everything. It was really Noise. good. And I love it. Uh, it's like one of my childhood favorite things. So it was good. Hey, Jeff, do you want to know what I, what I had for lunch or for, for to eat today? I can remember what, what I had to eat today. What'd you have today? Left, leftover brisket and asparagus. <laughs> good job. I'm so proud of you. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Um, okay. What I want to talk about is how weird our memory is specifically like, uh, how confident we are about our memory compared to how accurate it is. Um, oh yeah, for sure. So have you ever heard the term, uh, like a flashbulb memory or a flashbulb event or anything like that? Um, I mean, is that like an equivalent to photo- uh, photographic memory or whatever? No, 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 not at all. Um, okay. This is, this is the part that I actually remember from school, which is um, there was a theory that if you had a very dramatic thing, such as like Lincoln being assassinated or JFK being assassinated or whatever, like the, there was a, a theory that was basically you would like very, very specifically remember whatever it was that was happening when you found out that that had occurred. Like uh, – does that does that sound plausible? Like you had some traumatic thing, you would really, really like right. strongly remember whatever it was that was going on at that time. Yeah, I like guess that you it, found it, it, out. it sounds plausible, but I feel like that's giving us too much credit. <laughs> yeah, I, I do feel like I'm leading you a bit. I, I, know, um, I, know, I know, and that's the nature of like this whole the questions too. I, I apologize. I didn't mean to take the wind out of the sails. No, yeah, it no, to- it totally no, you're 100 like, right. But it totally sounds like how it should work, right? I barely remember like finding out about 9-11 i bet you probably don't super remember much about that at all like or um, or or do you I, remember much I, at all i what i remember is i came downstairs like so it was it was very early here right uh, mm-hmm. i came downstairs and my mom was watching tv about it and she was like shook and she said you guys are staying home today and i was like basically it that was like basically all i really remember um because i would have been like uh nine uh yeah. or about to turn 10 so uh yeah like that's what I remember. Very like pretty much that. Yeah, she was. I kind of mine. Mine feels very similar to that. I don't feel like as specific. Uh, but I don't know if that's just because I've also gone through and read all this stuff about <laughs> all these things. Um, the the thing about it is, uh, we typically end up feeling very very strongly about how we remember flashbulb events like things that were very traumatic either to us or to a family member um or were like culturally significant etc right Uh, and we we find those like super like there's lots of like uh like theorized reasons why we find those like things that we should feel like we definitely definitely know whatever it was that we were doing whenever we figured that out or we remember the details of that event because it's like like one of the examples that gets given is like if you had a family member die or a family member go through cancer or whatever, like you would very much feel like you should, like you should remember 
all those events very, very strongly. Like you should remember when you figured out somebody that you loved had passed away. Like you should remember all those things around that. You should remember when you found out that somebody was in a car wreck and was in the hospital. Yeah. You should remember all those events. Because if you don't remember them, that makes it feel like like you're a bad person. Who like you're a bad person. Out. Like and 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 I I do feel like that is a way over simplification because because it is like there's a lot more nuance than just that but i do feel like that at least kind of gives a little bit of the gist of the reasoning why this happens and the thing that is interesting about flashbulb memories and ultimately the thing i want to talk to you about is not even like a research topic at all it's just like i want to hear what your thoughts are because i think it's it's very challenging at least to me it's very challenging um the thing about flashbulb Memories, like things that are results of uh, either large cultural phenomena or things that are like local to us, like big, uh, like group experiences that happen to people in our communities or to our families or whatever. We have the same level of inaccuracy of memory on those experiences as we do with any given experience. And our general uh, ability to accurately remember just the average thing that we've done, like what we had yesterday for breakfast or what our podcast was from, uh, you know, 40 weeks ago, like not even a year. And like our ability to conjure that up if pressed is just as accurate on things that are innate, like just nothing exciting compared to the things that are, uh, you know, very, very dramatic. The thing about the very, very dramatic ones are we are significantly, significantly more confident about them. That's and interesting. That's kind of, that's it's, so, it's sad. It's, it's weird. Or I don't it's, know if it's sad, but I don't know if it's sad. I, it, it's interesting. It's a thing to note. I think it's kind of a coping mechanism, more or less. Um, if you, want to ask the unexperienced the inexperienced guy with a psychology degree that hasn't actually practiced any of this but then rea- so like there have been a lot of studies done on flashbulb memories because that is the sort of thing that you can actually do a proper study on uh because everybody kind of everybody knows when you know when jfk was uh, or when martin luther king jr was assassinated or the challenger exploded uh or uh, on 9/11 and you could like ask people like what were you doing the day that you figured that out and then you can ask them a week later and you can ask them a year later and etc right like, that's a very like everybody knows where they were and what they did and they feel very confident about that the problem is in many of these like you can get up to like only 50% accuracy or even sometimes worse than that. And, but every, everybody feels very, very sure. And then, and when confronted about like, why did you say what you said back, you know, a year ago or a decade ago or whatever is like, they just, nobody has a good answer for that. Like they just, they don't know why they lied about it is basically the, the general response to that. Like, I don't know why I said that. That's definitely not true. I 100% am confident of this. <laughs> even even very, uh, and it's it's even things where they're like they have written it in their own handwriting wow they they, they acknowledge like i wrote this like 100 percent, but i 100 percent disagree with this person that has said this and that sounds crazy and i i don't blame I'm confident <laughs> that i really I, did uh, have coffee that morning and i was at starbucks when i found out i'm confident this time uh, right. That was, that was, but yeah. I don't know why I said that I figured it out at home on the TV. Like, for sure. <laughs> that like, that, that doesn't make any sense at all. That doesn't match. There's lots of, like, cognitive, uh, like, explanations as to why this happens. And nobody's, like, lying about this. They're not, like, purposefully, like, misrepresenting things at all. Like, they... They very much do believe the things that they're saying nowadays are the way that they have always believed it and they have no real explanation. But the problem is memory is really fickle and we don't really realize how how true that is. And again, like I said, I'm not going to get like way, way into this because I don't feel qualified at all. Just that there are many studies about how uh, inconsistent our memory is. Especially when you're talking the, this, about this significant totally, or traumatic things, but go go ahead before I dive into this last little bit because I no, this is th- I think it's interesting. This totally adds up, and it's the the part that stinks to me is uh is uh so 
it sucks to me that we are like this. Um, but have you heard the the whole um, when presented with uh, with contradictory information, um, people are less likely to question themselves than they are to double down to hold on to their prior belief more strongly. It is very true. That it's, is yes. <laughs> it, that, it's like. Dude, the prior information, the, the conflicting information here is yourself. It's your own memory that is the conflicting source of like it's so uh, hard, yeah. man. That that's it like is sad to me because I wish that we were more like willing to be open to new ideas and new thoughts and new like and just the idea that we're wrong. Um like everybody or not everybody. Like you know, I try to be uh positive about when I'm wrong because it's like you tell yourself that it means you're learning something, but I'm sure I I also am uh, you know, fallible to these same kinds of issues. <laughs> oh, like, you used the word I was going to use. That is what fallible. I would want. It's like, uh, yes, I I think we don't realize how fallible we are. Yeah. Even if we think of ourselves as very logical, like we we are extraordinarily fallible. Yeah. Um. So I want to talk about our fallibleness, which I'm sure is a word. Uh, and the thing I want to ask you then, given... Let's let's assume this is at least to some degree true that our memory, by and large, is uh, dubious at best, fallible at best. W- what role should eyewitness testimony have in the justice system? Because <laughs> I feel like this is that is a really hard thing in a lot of situations, and we put a lot of value. I know we do on eyewitness testimony. I, I like. I saw that car at the crime scene. Like I, I've, I've heard this, I, I've heard this one that like people will um, not be able to place what car was the car driving by. Even when asked like shortly after, like what, like you'll get conflicting mm-hmm. answers. Um, like if you, uh, like I have a scene of a car accident or a car crash or like, you know, hit and run or something like that. Um, so my answer is, uh, it is insufficient in my mind to rely on uh, memory, especially for flashbulb moments in the sense that like, I would trust uh, memory as a testimony for a long series of like for somebody describing a series of things that someone they knew was doing. Like if someone told me like, oh, I saw these patterns building up for months because they started doing this and they started leaving work earlier and the, their mm-hmm. wife didn't know where they were and all that stuff. OK, that makes perfect sense. Uh, that's the kind of thing that I imagine would not be too fallible. Um, but I imagine in flashbulb moments of like, well, he left at 430 that day, like uh, unless you have some kind of like corroboration or uh, like other forms of uh, or other ways to verify it. I would I imagine it's just basically to me not sufficient. I wow, you literally you literally summarize my opinions on this. I think <laughs> I think things that are not time and date specific, like just like general trends. Yeah. are things that are interesting from uh, like a testimony standpoint. I think if it comes down to this person at this time did X, Y, Z, I literally think that you might as well just roll the dice on as to whether or not that <laughs> is true or not. And not because the person is lying or trying to deceive, but like, because they wouldn't know we suck so bad and we are so susceptible to being suggested that these are like, this is what happened. And then you just, it's again, it's not like you're trying to make this up to like fit a story. Your brain is really, really exceptional at like filling in gaps. Like we we are really, really great at seeing yeah. like two percent of things and filling in all the rest. And that's really helpful for your survival as a species to understand social cues, to understand danger, to understand, etc. It is not, not when you're in a jury of your peers trying to recreate something when like Nick <clears throat> like like if you ask me what time did I eat lunch yesterday or even today? Yeah, like, Jeff, I don't I don't know the answer for the, me for either of the last two days. So that's if, a great question. And I I'm met right. someone yesterday. <laughs> I had to make a point. Okay, but if you like had to spend a ton of time to try to think of it because it mattered for like a court case and like you had to go on trial and you had all this pressure to give an accurate answer, like you would convince yourself of something. But it it like it is about as likely that you are right as you are wrong 
especially if it's been like if that was like some sort of significant thing with you like if you had some like if you're talking about like and especially I would, to this, if you got led especially if you got led to an answer by the way which like, is a how, whole other thing how, yes 100 like, let's say you're just trying to to like uh to to get somebody's timetable like we've like used that kind of example like a lot in this but say you're you're like a detective trying to get a timetable on like a potential suspect and you ask their coworker like uh, did they, could they have been at the coffee shop by five o'clock? Is there a way they could have left early that day? Like that question right there seems super innocuous, but could easily lead someone to be like, uh, could they have been? Yeah. You know, I do think they, like, it, I think they might've left early that day. I might remember seeing them a little, I was wondering where they were or something stupid like that. Right. I, I imagine that's, that's a very easy way to get your mind to start like subconsciously, uh, leading yourself towards an answer. Right. There are specific studies on this. So uh, one of the things that got studied was like asking people uh, that were witnesses to like a car accident. uh, What uh, what speed did the two cars hit each other at versus what speed did the two cars smash into each other at? Unsurprisingly, the smash into each other at problem or question resulted in six miles an hour every time. (laughs) No, it, it was like an extra like 20% uh, speed on those questions or something like that. I, the, I don't know the no, actual sure. numbers of that, but it was, it was statistically significant. Like how you ask a question, 100%, it, like it just changes your, your recollection of how that thing happened. And it's not like people are lying. It's just that when we make, uh, like when we recall events, it's not like we're like like we we like to think of it as we're like popping out the like we're opening up the case of the DVD and we're popping it into the DVD player and we're rewatching it. But, but in reality, that's not how it works. It's all context based. So like we're popping open that DVD, handing it to the producer to remaster with our own specific bias, and then we see whatever that was, and it feels very real. And some usually, or at least most of the time, or some of the time, it is. But also, we just have to be real, like be aware that like it's not <laughs> just because no, we feel like it's super sense, real man. doesn't mean that it is. And like the data agrees, like it's you're, not. This isn't like recreating it is a great way to put it. Like it's it's you recreating the thing, and that's the yes. biggest. That's the biggest yes. thing. It's a really good way to put it. Anyways, Nick, uh, anything else before we go on to our our very very popular uh, outro for our show? Uh, I just wanted to, to thank you so much for uh, giving me doubt about uh, all of my memories and uh, the nature of humanity and our fallibleness and our inability to deal with it. So thank you. Perfect. Yeah, no problem. Anyways, we should probably wrap this up. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to record our Patreon-only podcast that we definitely remember everything accurately on. Uh, sure. It is the year we started another podcast. Uh Man, I'll be honest, we were supposed to talk about NFL stuff this season, and last week it was quite limited slash non-existent, and I'm not so sure we're going to talk about the NFL stuff this week, but I promise it'll be at least something mildly entertaining. <laughs> That's a, a glowing endorsement. Glowing endorsement. Uh, but if I remember right, you can check that out at patreon.com forward slash Tywasap. You can also find us at Tywasap on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, and you can find all of that at tywasap.com. Oh, man. Nicholas, thank you for potting with me. You're welcome, Jeffrey. Uh, this has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you all for listening.